Welcome to Main Menu for the week of February 1st through February 7th, 2013. I'm your host, David Tanner, and glad to have you here on Main Menu today. We're always pleased when you come and set in on the program each week, whether you're a returning listener or a new listener. We're very glad to have you with us. And say, by the way, we always appreciate comments and suggestions about what we do here on Main Menu and any suggestions for things you'd like to hear us cover that we haven't covered or things that you think maybe we need to cover a little more. So be sure you drop by the webpage at www.mainmenu.acbradio.org and uh, uh, drop us your comments or drop us your comments on the Main Menu Friends mailing list or you can also catch us on hashtag Main Menu on Twitter. That's a good place also to uh, catch up with us there on Twitter. This week we have two presentations from David Woodbridge. The first one, David takes us on a tour of his MacBook Pro and shows us a number of the apps he uses at home and for work on his Mac. And then David comes back, compliments of Vision Australia, and gives us a demonstration of the AQ portable speaker. This speaker has a lot of interesting and exciting features and works in a lot of different ways. And so you may want to check that out. You may be interested in having a speaker like that yourself. Who knows? That's a What's up here this week on Main Menu? We have Chase Crisman chased off down to Orlando this week to the ATIA conference, and he will be back next week and have a number of interviews from the ATIA conference going on this week down in Orlando. So you'll want to be tuned in for that. Our exclusive coverage of the exhibits and new things at ATIA 2013. Let's go ahead right now and get into this week's show. Have a great week and we'll see you back here next week on Main Menu. All of us here on the Main Menu team consider your thoughts, questions, suggestions, and any other feedback that you may have very important. To interact with us on the show, you can send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu at acbradio.org. If you would like to find past show archives and more information about Main Menu, you can visit our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. If you would like to interact with us on Twitter and see all the latest show news, you can follow us by visiting www.twitter.com slash mainmenu or by following at mainmenu. If you would like to receive show announcements in your inbox and interact with other Main Menu listeners, you can subscribe to the Main Menu Friends mailing list by sending a blank email to mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's mm-friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. If you're interested in other ACB Radio programming besides Main Menu, you can learn more about ACB Radio by visiting www.acbradio.org. 
If you would like to receive Main Menu as a weekly podcast, you can do so by subscribing to the Main Menu podcast feed with the URL http colon slash slash mainmenu.acbradio.org slash rss.php. You can also hear us by subscribing to Main Menu in the iTunes Store or by finding us in the iBlink radio app made by Serotech for iOS and Android powered devices. Finally, we are heard on radio reading services from all over the world. The radio reading service in your state or country may already be carrying Main Menu every week. If you would like to receive announcements about the latest ACB radio programming news, including Main Menu, subscribe to the ACB Radio announce-only mailing list by sending an email to announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. That's announce-subscribe at acbradio.org. Finally, if you would like to interact with listeners of all ACB Radio programs, you can subscribe to the ACB Radio Friends List by sending a blank email to friends-subscribe at acbradio.org. Anytime that you have any comments, questions, or suggestions that you would like us to hear, please get in touch with us. Welcome to this demonstration of the applications that I have on my Mac for use at home or at work. So first of all, let me say that I've got my MacBook Pro turned on, VoiceOver is running, and as usual, let me start with a known spot on my Mac by going to the desktop with the VoiceOver command Shift-V-O-D, remembering that the VO keys are the Control and Option keys held down together. So I'll do that now, Shift-V-O-D or Shift-Control-Option-D. Desktop, Macintosh HD, Selected Volume. Now to bring up the Applications folder, I'm going to do the Mac keyboard shortcut, Shift-Command-A for the Applications folder. Applications, now in Applications, Window, List View, Table. Okay, and I'm currently sitting at the List View table. Of course, I've got my View in Finder set to List, which is Command number 2, to put it in that particular List View. So starting at the top of the Applications folder, I'm just going to press the down arrow to go through each one. And I won't be explaining all of the applications, as some of them are just default applications in the Mac itself. I'll actually be highlighting the ones that I actually use for home and work and what I use them for. So let's just check where I am. I'm just going to press the dinner and up arrow to reread the first one in the application folder. Amadeus Pro app application. Okay, and the first one is Amadeus Pro, and that's the recording editing application that I use for doing my podcast recording and editing of those podcasts. You might have heard VoiceOver say .app when it read out the application name. That's because I've got my file extensions currently turned on in Finder. So basically throughout this rest of this recording, I'm just going to be pressing the demo to go through each application. And we'll be opening a few of them for a quick demo as well. So here we go. Demo. App Store.app application. And we all know what the App Store application is. That's the Mac App Store where you can download and install applications from the Mac App Store. Audiobook Binder.app application. Audiobook Binder. That's the application that I use for building audio books of content that I'd like to listen to either in iTunes or on my iOS devices. Automator.app application. That's Automator. I actually don't use that application. Babyproof.app application. 
Babyproof, I actually use this application for locking my keyboard. So when I have my granddaughter visiting and she accidentally presses keys while I'm listening to something, it actually doesn't interfere with the application operation because the keyboard is locked until you do a certain keyboard combination to unlock the keyboard. So the application comes in very handy. Calculator.app application. Calculator, we all know what the calculator application actually does. So remembering that you can turn that into a fully voiced application, if you so wish, by turning on the speaking options through the menu. Calendar.app application. Calendar is a calendar application. Change reaction application. Change reaction is a puzzle game specifically designed for people who are blind. And let me just play it briefly and I'll actually let you listen to a bit of the menu and some of the instructions. And because the application is self-voicing, let me first of all turn voiceover off with command F5. Voiceover off. Now command O to open up change reaction. And by the way, it's available from the Mac App Store. So gives instructions and press the demo okay. Game classic. Use left and right arrows to change the selection. Use up and down arrows to select a menu item. Okay, Difficulty. Easy. Use left and right arrows to change the selection. Use up and down arrows to select a menu item. Okay, demo again. Learn to play. Learn to play. Press return to learn how to play the currently selected game. Use up and down arrows to select a menu item. Okay, now press enter to learn how to play the game. Change reaction classic. Gameplay and rules. Welcome to change reaction classic. The action-packed puzzle game you play with your ears. Use the left and right arrows to move through each section of the tutorial or use the up and down arrows to select a different section. Okay, press right arrow. Change reaction classic is played on a game board which is made of nine stacks of coins arranged from left to right. The coins are comprised of pennies, nickels, dimes, quarters, and dollars. At the start of play, there will be 13 coins in each stack and you will be positioned on the center stack. You can move from stack to stack with the left and right arrow keys and you will hear the type of coin that is on top of the stack as you move. During the game, the size of the stacks will change. They will grow taller as more coins are added to them and shorter as coins are removed. To indicate the height of a stack, the pitch of the coin's name is higher or lower when it's announced. Use the left and right arrows to move through each section of the tutorial or use the up and down arrows to select a different section. Okay, and we'll just do one more help screen by pressing the right arrow. The object of the game is to clear all coins from the game board before time runs out. You remove coins from the board by blowing them up. This is not safe in the real world, and we do not recommend nor advocate handling explosives in close proximity to any forms of currency. Use the left and right arrows to move through each section of the tutorial or use the up and down arrows to select okay, a different press section. Press the escape key to return to the menu. Menu. Play. Press return to play the currently selected game. Use up and down arrows to select a menu item. Okay, and I'll press down arrow to get to keep the change, which has, is actually the exit option. Game. Difficulty. Learn to play. Keep the change. Press return to quit. Okay, press return Use to quit. Use up and down do arrows. Okay, and I'm back to the finder. I'm going to press command F5 to turn voiceover back on. Voiceover on finder, applications, window, list view, table, change reaction dot app application. Okay, that's the one that we're on, change reaction. Let's press dinner again. Chess dot app application. Chess, and you might not have played with that application before, but it's actually fully accessible with voiceover. But since my memory is not that fantastic, I actually play the chess application with a real chessboard and I actually move both pieces on it so I can keep track of what I'm doing and what the computer's doing. Okay, next application. Clock chimes app application. Clock chimes, and I've currently got this one turned off at the moment, but basically it's a chiming clock for your Mac. 
and you get it to chime on the hour, quarter and half an hour and you've got different chimes to choose from. And again, that application is definitely available from the Mac App Store. Contacts.app application. Contacts is the contacts application and like Calendar, which was previously called iCal, the contacts application was previously called Address Book. So down again. Dashboard.app application. That's the good old dashboard for using your dashboard widgets. Dictionary.app application. That's the fully accessible dictionary application. DocuScanPlus.app application. That's DocuScan Plus, and of course that's the application from Serotech, which gives you both scanning options on your Mac that you can use on a flatbed scanner or a digital document camera such as the Hovercam. And you can also use that application for accessing image or text PDF files. And of course you purchase your DocuScan Plus license from Serotech and you can actually download the application info itself from the Mac App Store. Now I do actually have Dragon Dictate installed on my Mac. However, I do find most of the time I actually don't want to use Dragon Dictate. I tend to use the built-in dictation function by pressing that function key twice on your MacBook Pro keyboard, in my case, to start and stop dictation, which is currently built into Mountain Lion. Dropbox.app application. Dropbox is, of course, the Dropbox application from Dropbox. And, of course, what I've done with mine is let me just go to my desktop again with Shift VOD or Shift Control D. Macintosh HD, selected volume. And I press D. Dropbox alias, selected alias. And I've got an alias on my desktop. So now if I just press VO spacebar, drop spacebar. Open now in Dropbox window, list view table. There's my Dropbox folder there, straight away, ready to go from my desktop. So let me just close that again by just pressing Command W. Close window. Now in Applications window, List View Table, Dropbox.app Application. Okay, and we're back to the window of my Applications folder, and that was just Dropbox again. Pressing down to go to the next one. DVD Player.app Application. That's the DVD Player application. FaceTime.app Application. That's FaceTime, of course to do video conferencing between FaceTime on Macs or between Mac and iOS devices that are capable of using FaceTime. Fontbook.app application. That's the Fontbook application. GameCenter.app application. GameCenter application. GarageBand.app application. GarageBand application. And of course I've downloaded and installed that from the Mac App Store. I must say I don't tend to use it at all. Uh, my children tend to play for it a little bit. Google Chrome.app application. Yeah, Google Chrome. As you know, you've already got Safari for your web browser on the Mac. I use Google Chrome so that I can log into the SamNet mobile network, which of course is run through Serotech, and I can listen to all the described movie, TV, etc. content on SamNet because that currently doesn't work with the standard Safari interface. So I use Google Chrome to log into SamNet on the Serotech network and as I said, listen to described DVD content. iAccessDownloader.app application. That's the iAccessDownloader application, and of course that's the Mac iAccessDownloader for the Vision Australia online iAccess library service, where I can download Daisy books and listen to them on my Mac, and of course transfer them over to one of my iOS devices to listen to with the Read to Go iOS application. It's also where I can also read online through either Google Chrome or Safari or download newspapers from around Australia to listen to it as well. 
but you need to be a Vision Australia library member to use particular service. But as you can tell, there's actually a Mac application for it, as well as a Windows application as well. Image capture app application. Yeah, that's the image capture application. iMovie.app application. That's the iMovie application. iPhoto.app application. The iPhoto application. iTunes.app application. Of course, that's iTunes, and remembering that we're currently, as I was recording, in the new interface of iTunes 11. iZip.app application iZip, this is a zip application for archiving or zipping up content on the Mac. Launchpad.app application. That's of course the Launchpad application. Mail.app application. Of course the default mail application on the Mac. Messages.app application. Messages application. And of course that's the iMessage application for sending iMessages between Macs or between Macs and iOS devices. Mission Control.app application. Yeah, that's the Mission Control application, again a default application on the Mac. MoneyReader.app application. MoneyReader, of course that's the Lookto MoneyReader application for the Mac. A similar application of course is available on your iPhone, iPod Touch or iPad indeed. And that's where you can basically, in this case, hold a bill in front of the iSight camera on the Mac and it'll tell you its denomination. And it does work for a range of currency, including where I currently am in Australia. And of course, that's also available from the Mac App Store. Notes.app application. That's the Notes application. And of course, that's the Notes application that you can share notes between your Mac and your iOS device for keeping quick notes. Pages.app application. That's the Pages application. Of course, that's the word processor available from Apple, again, via the Mac App Store. And I use the Pages application on my Mac to share documents between my iPad and my Mac. So either, whether I'm writing in them or typing them, so to speak, on my iPad or Mac, I can share them to either device through iCloud, of course. Photobooth.app application. That's Photobooth application. Piezo.app application. That's Piezo application. Piezo is actually what I use for recording streaming content or other audio apps on my Mac. And it's just a good way of recording audio content straight to my Mac. Preview.app application. Of course, that's the preview application. I tend to use that for listening to what narrators sound like in a daisy book, for example, for I transfer it over to my iPhone, for example. And of course, you basically just press the space bar on an audio file, and it'll come up talking or playing the MP file straight away. And of course, it's also one of the default ways to read PDF files on the Mac as well that works with voiceover. QuickTime Player app application. That's the QuickTime application. Read for me app application. Read for me is an application that I've downloaded from the Mac App Store, and that's an application where you can basically have a document in it, either that you've typed in or you've opened it up into the Read for me application, and then you can set different speech parameters and then output that document to an audio file. And basically that will be read out back to you then via the built-in speech that's actually used. So it's sort of another way of producing and talking text file that you could otherwise also do via the Add to iTunes as a spoken track as well. Read Here Pro app application. That's the Read Here Pro application. That's Read Here as in R-E-A-D-H-E-A-R. And that's the commercial DAISY player that I use for listening to both DAISY audio or DAISY text books on my Mac. And this application is only available from the developer's website. It's actually not available from the Mac App Store. Relax.app application. Relax is an application, funny enough, is a relaxation application. And let me just open it with Command-O. Open. 
Relax, relax window, dash, pop-up button has keyboard focus. And it's got different types of sound settings and music you can play, but it's just like it says, a relaxation application. It's quite nice. Okay, it's going to start with Command Q. Finder, Applications, Window, List View, Table, Relax.app Application. Okay, dinner again. Reminders.app Application. Okay, that's a, another default Mac application, the Reminders application. Again, reminders between your Mac and iOS devices. Of course, the Reminder app on the default home screen of your iPhone, iPod Touch, or iPad. Right-click MP3.app application. This is right-click MP3, and basically it puts a menu option in your context menu that you would get in Finder by doing Shift-V-O-M, or Shift-Control-Option-M, and basically it converts an audio file into an MP3 file. RSG-Client.app application. This is the RSG Client application from RS Games. And I'll just play this one again briefly to you. This one's not available from the Mac App Store. You need to download it from the developer website. But first of all, I'm going to press Command F5 to turn voiceover off. It's self-voicing. Voiceover off. And now Command O to open it. Welcome to the RS Games Client version 1.52. Please select an option. Login as Woody. Okay, login as Woody. That's my name. I'm going to press Enter. Welcome to the RS Games server. Please follow at RS Games on Twitter for real-time updates as we fix bugs and make enhancements to the games. That's at RS underscore games. You can now also like our page on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash rsgames1 to receive these updates. December 20th, 2012. In celebration of our third anniversary, we have released two new games. A dice game called Fargo and the classic card game Rummy. Be sure to check them out by choosing them from the game menu. Remember, you can press Ctrl plus F1 from within the games to view the instructions. Enjoy, and thanks for being RS Games players for the past three years. RS Games has a Team Talk server. Enjoy voice chatting while playing okay, with your friends. Connect at RS Game Uno. That's Uno. Let's press up arrow. Monopoly. That's Monopoly. So down again. Uno. Uno. Blackjack. Blackjack. Yetsi. Yetsi. 1,000 miles. 1,000 miles. Battleship. Battleship. Shut the box. Shut the box. Apples to apples. Apples to apples. Farkle. Farkle. Rummy. Rummy. Change password. Change password. Change username. Change username. Quit. 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 And that's the bottom of the menu. And I'm not going to actually go into any of these games, but they're completely all self-voicing and, of course, online. And you can play with other online users. And, of course, you can also play against the computer as well. So for the moment, I'm just going to press enter and quit. The game will now close. Okay, and I'm going to press command F5 to turn voiceover back on again. Voiceover on Finder, Applications, Window, List View, Table, RSG-Client.App Application. Okay, we're back to the RSG Client Application. So down again. Safari.App Application. Safari, of course, that's the default web browser on the Mac. Should I Sleep.App Application. Now, Should I Sleep, and this one is indeed available from the Mac App Store, it's basically an application that detects movement via your EyeSight camera so that in my case I have my system lock after a couple of minutes of inactivity. However, what the Should I Sleep application does, it detects if there's any movement, it prevents the Mac from going to sleep. So it either detects movement if I wave my hand in front of the EyeSight camera or if I'm looking at the EyeSight camera, it also detects 
faces and again it won't allow the Mac to go into sleep mode. I find it quite good for presentations because you're not all the time having to unlock your Mac while you're talking and not actually physically touching the trackpad or your keyboard or Mac. Of course you could turn the security options off altogether and just have your Mac running but if you're like me I like my Mac being secured and having a locked screen saver so then I can unlock my Mac and get into my files when I need to. So dinner again. Single text got app application. Single text, and of course that's the companion application for the single text app on iOS. And basically it's a way that I can quickly jot down a note to myself, either on my iPhone, HyperTouch or iPad, or indeed on the Mac. And it's just a quick way of sharing text between your Mac and iOS device. So I just find it's a good way, if I need to remember a web page, I need to pick up a number of either the Mac or an iOS device, both running single text. It's a quick way of getting access to that information. Skim.app application. The Skim application, I actually use that for reading PDF files because basically it opens it up in a text editing window that you can then navigate through and I find it much easier to use than using Preview with VoiceOver on the Mac. Skype.app application. Skype, of course, is a Skype application that everyone now uses these days on Windows, smartphones, Macs, etc. And of course, I have the Skype application on both my Macs at home my Windows machine at work, and of course Skype on my iPhone, iPod Touch, and iPad. Stickies.app application. S-T-W-U-T-T-E-R.app application. Now this application is actually a one that I actually use for having my tweet time stream read out to me. Now, because I'm actually not interacting with this list at the moment, I'm actually going to interact and actually spell it out for you, because it won't make sense if I try and pronounce it. So I'm going to interact with the list view at the moment with shift vo dinner to control dinner interact with list view table okay and i'm going to press vow or control up w twice to spell it out s-t-w-s-t-w-u-t-t-e-r okay so it's s-t-w-u-t-t-e-r and again like i said that's the one that i use for reading or speaking out my timeline in twitter so I'm going to interact the moment with this list view by doing shift vo up arrow, shift control up arrow. Stop interacting with list view table. Then arrow again. Super duper dot app application. Okay, super duper of course is the backup application, uh, one that I use in lieu of time machine. System preferences dot app application. That's the system preferences application. Text edit dot app application. Text edit, of course that's the default text editing application on the Mac that works extremely well with voiceover. The unarchiver.app application. Now that's the unarchiver application. I basically started using that one, particularly with Bookshare, so that when I download the zip files from Bookshare, it allows me to put in my password, of course, to unzip the file from Bookshare. TimeMachine.app application. That's the Time Machine application for making backups on your Mac. Type2Phone.app application. That's the Type2Phone, that's T-Y-P-E, the number 2, P-H-O-N-E, so Type2Phone. And that's the application that I use so that I can use my Mac keyboard as an external keyboard for my iPhone, iPod Touch, or iPad. Utilities folder. Okay, of course, that's the utilities folder. And if you're at all wondering where the VoiceOver utility sits, that's actually where it currently sits in the utility folder. And of course, you can also get to the VoiceOver utility as well by doing VOFA or FA on your keyboard as well. White Noise got app application. White Noise is an application that I also use on my iOS device and supposedly it's just an application that has different sounds in it so you can block out other annoying sounds around you. Let me just play at the moment. I'm just going to do Command O to open it up. Open. White Noise. White 
toolbar. Okay, I'll do command auto to go to mix noise. Next. Okay, nice ocean sounds. Command auto again. Next. And open fire. Okay, command auto again. Next. More ocean. Command auto again. Next. Wind. Okay, command runner again. Next. Thunderstorm. Okay, command runner again. Next. That one is supposed to be rain on a car roof. Now, if you want to know what these are, I'm just going to do VO right up and top from right arrow. Table, no selection. Sound, selected radio button, one of two. Mixes, rip vertical button. Rain on car roof. Okay, so it actually tells you what the noise is. If I do command right arrow again. Next. Okay, if I do that, F3 up and drop from F3. Rainstorm. Text is in the voiceover cursor. Okay, rainstorm. Command right again. Next. Okay, if I do the F3 up and drop from F3. Light rain with birds. Okay, light rain with birds. Thanks for the command key. Finder. Applications window. List view table. White noise got app application. Okay, and of course I could have pressed command left arrow in white noise to go back to a previous sound, and of course command right arrow would have just kept cycling around anyway. Now that's the famous Japanese Twitter application that worked very well with voiceover, and in English the name of the application is actually Night Owl. And you can actually search for Night Owl in the Mac App Store and it'll come up with the right application. If I wanted to spell it for you, let me just interact with the table again with Shift V O Deno, Shift Drop and Deno. Interact with List View Table. And V O W, Control W twice. Y O R U F U K U R O U P. Okay, and that's the name of the application. So I'm going to interact again with Shift V O Apro, Control Apro. Stop interacting with List View Table. Okay, so that's the end of my application folder. I'm just going to press Command W to close the window. Close window now in Desktop. Dropbox alias, selected alias. And that concludes this brief look at the applications that I currently use on my Mac for home and work. As usual, thanks for listening and bye for now. The following presentation is brought to you on Main Menu, courtesy of David Woodbridge and Vision Australia. To find out more about Vision Australia, visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia, blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this demonstration of the AQ Smart Speaker which is a portable speaker. It runs on mains and batteries, which you can use as an airplay speaker. A standalone speaker for which you can plug a 3.5mm audio cable into and use an external speaker to such things as a Plextop Pocket in my case for example. And also use the speaker as itself as a Wi-Fi speaker. So we'll go through those three options a bit later in this recording on how to connect to each one of those possibilities airplay direct speaker and its own wi-fi speaker so first of all i'll go through a few details about the speaker 
physical description and then we'll move on to the connectivity options where I'll demonstrate each one with my iPhone, Plextop Pocket and Mac. So as I said the product is the AQ Smart Speaker. If you'd like to get information on the speaker itself the website is www.a for alpha, q for Quebec, audio, audio.com. So that's www.aqaudio, or one word, .com. The actual dimensions of the speaker, it's 245mm high, it's 135mm in width, its depth is 109mm, and its weight is 1kg. As I said, if you need to get support on the speaker, tips and tricks and documentation, that again is available at the website www.aqaudio.com and if you'd like to email the developers of the speaker the email address is info info dot uk u for uniform k for kilo at aqaudio.com so that's info dot uk at aqaudio.com if you also happen to want to use the AQ Connect, that's AQ Space Connect app on the App Store for the iPhone, iPod Touch or iPad, that application also seems accessible and the menu is reasonably accessible in that application as well. When you're setting up the AQ Smart Speaker as an AirPlay device to your iOS device, there is an actual USB port in the back of the speaker and that's where you plug your USB cable from your iPhone or iPod Touch or iPad into the back of the actual speaker itself and as the documentation warns that USB port is not meant to be used by any other device besides the iOS device i.e. iPhone, iPod Touch or iPad. The AQ smart speaker is compatible with iTunes 10.7 or greater running on either Mac or Windows. It's compatible with AirPlay devices i.e. the iPod Touch, the iPhone and the iPad and of course also including the new iPad Mini. It's compatible with Windows 7 and 8 via the Windows Media Player and finally it's compatible with any device that uses a headphone jack which of course plugs into the speaker directly by that 3.5mm audio cable that I mentioned previously. The rechargeable battery in AirPlay mode it runs for 10 hours and if using it as an auxiliary device i.e. plugged in directly via that audio cable the battery life is 20 hours. The rechargeable battery takes around about 6 hours to charge. The following cost that I'm going to go through is in Australian dollars so for one AQ smart speaker, it's $199 Australian. For two IE twin pack, it's $369. And for four, so four in a pack, it's $719 Australian. Now this demonstration I did with a single AQ smart speaker. And I'll just go through what you find in the box when you open up the box. So in the box, of course, is the AQ smart speaker itself the charger and it's one of those chargers that almost feels like a charger that you would have for a laptop 
as it has a charging cable that plugs into that and then plugs into your mains power. Of course there's the 3.5mm audio cable to plug it in from a headphone jack, in my case from my Plextop pocket, and directly into the audio jack on the back of the speaker, and the printed getting started guide. Let's move on to a physical description of the speaker itself. I've actually got the speaker in my hand at the moment, and basically it's has a almost round bottom and it narrows to a very thin rectangular top and in actual fact when it's standing on its round bottom which is rubber if I tipped it upside down it somehow reminds me of a tooth so that's <laughs> probably a very odd description of a speaker but never mind so it's round at the bottom and it tapers up, as I said, and gets thinner until it's basically a very thin rectangle at the top. And right at the top, flush with the top of the case, are three buttons. The left hand button is volume down. The middle button is power. And the right hand button is volume up. The front face of the speaker is covered by fabric. And you can feel the grill or holes of the speaker behind the fabric. The left and right hand side of the speakers are plastic. And if I turn the speaker around, so that now the back's facing me, down the bottom in the middle is a recessed rectangular slot with a couple of ports in that rectangular area. So on the left hand side, if you like on the top row, we have the USB port where you plug in your iOS device to set the speaker up for Wi-Fi sharing with your iOS device. And then to the right of that is a slider switch, which you can set for left, middle or right. So for example, if you had two AQ smart speakers, you could set one up to be a left speaker, so you'd flick the switch to the left. And your second speaker, you'd flick the switch on that speaker right over to the right to be the right speaker for a left-right stereo speaker setup. Coming below that row, so the second row down if you like, you've basically got three ports. The left-hand port is where you plug in your 3.5mm audio jack. There's a really tiny little hole, which is a reset button. You stick a pin in there and reset the actual speakers. And the right-hand side, of course, is the power jack, where you plug in your charging cable. And as I said, the bottom of the actual speaker itself is rubberized, so when you plonk it down on the surface, it actually won't move around. Above that rectangular slot, there was a bit of a raised curved area. And of course, that's where the battery is housed inside the speaker. And actually inside the speaker, there are two speakers actually inside the unit itself. It's basically got a black front, silver back, and the bottom where the rubber is, is actually red. You can actually use up to five speakers on the same Wi-Fi network. And according to the documentation, Apple recommends no more than five AirPlay speakers for maximum performance. In case you're not aware that 
at the moment an iOS device can only play to one AirPlay speaker. If you wanted to use multiple AirPlay speakers, then that's where iTunes, for example, comes into its own, where under the AirPlay button, you can choose whether to actually send audio to one AirPlay speaker or to multiple speakers, which I'll show you in a little while, that you can check on which ones you want to send your audio out to. So one of the main advantages of using an AirPlay speaker over Bluetooth, as you might remember, a Bluetooth speaker has really only got the range directly of about 10 meters. As this speaker is basically sitting on your Wi-Fi network, it's got a distance up to 40 meters. And as I said earlier on, you can use it as an AirPlay speaker, a direct speaker plugged into a headphone jack of a device, or a Wi-Fi speaker in its own right, which means if you're out and about, or at the beach, or at the park, and there's no actual Wi-Fi network around, you can still use the speaker as its own Wi-Fi hotspot, and you can play music, audio, etc. directly to it, in my case, from my iPhone. The firmware contained in the speaker can definitely be updated, but I won't go through that process in this recording. You can get all that information from the www.aqaudio.com website. Okay, so that's enough chit-chat about the speaker. Let's get into the nitty-gritty of it. So first of all, what I'm going to do is set up the speaker to be on my local Wi-Fi network, currently where I've got also my other two Apple TVs connected at the moment. And what I've done already, before I started the recording, of course, is I've actually got my USB cable going from my iPhone into that USB port on the back of the speaker. And one of the really good things about plugging it in and finding out whether the speaker's on or not is the fact that when I turn the speaker on, my iPhone is going to make that charging noise sound so I know the speaker's on. So I'm going to press the on button now. Okay, and you heard the iPhone charging sound. Now basically, and you may not want to do this, I found that I had to do it so that I could share the speaker correctly. But if you go into settings Wi-Fi, there's an option that says ask to join networks. And I've actually turned mine on because I find when I press the sharing button on the speakers, that dollar box sometimes doesn't come up. So I'm going to hold the volume down and volume up buttons in for a second or two. One, two, and release. Alert Wi-Fi settings. Do you want to share your Wi-Fi settings so this accessory can connect to the Wi-Fi network? Okay, and confirm this accessory to use your Wi-Fi network. I do. So I'm just going to do a one-finger flick to the right. Do you want to share your Wi-Fi settings so this accessory can connect to the Wi-Fi network? One-finger flick to the right again. Ignore button. Okay, you can ignore it. Allow button. Or allow. So I'm going to do one-finger double-tap to allow. Messages, seven new items. Okay. Double tap to open. And I could now, once that's set up, I can now just take my cable out of the back of the USB port on the back of the speaker and of course out of my iPhone. And now the speaker is part of my Wi-Fi network, ready to be used as an AirPlay device. So just to show you me doing that, I'm actually gonna go into Downcast and play a podcast. So I'm going to press my home button twice, bring up app switcher. Switcher, settings. One finger Double tap to, to the open. Right. Downcast. 
Okay, one finger Don't double tap on Downcast. Downcast. Today in iOS podcast, the unofficial iOS iPhone. Okay, two fingers stop to pause it. And there's Downcast doing its um, checking podcasts. It's going to access the AirPlay button. Selected. AirPlay button. And one finger double tap on AirPlay. Alert. Video root. iPhone button. Okay, video root's iPhone. If I do one finger flick to the right. Audio root. AQ smart speaker 0110 CB button. Okay. Audio root smart speaker. And if I kept going. Selected. Audio root. Jam box by jawbone button. Audio root I can do to my jam box. Video root. Living room Apple TV button. Okay, back to video root. Living room Apple TV. Video root. Toy room. Button. Or toy room. So basically the AQ audio speaker and my two Apple TVs are on my Wi-Fi network and cause the jam box is connected via Bluetooth. So let me get one finger flick back to the left to get to the AQ audio. Video Apple TV. Button. Selected. Audio root. Jam box audio root. AQ smart speaker 0110 CB. Button. Okay, and we want to do AQ Audio Root Smart Speaker. So one finger double tap. Today in iOS podcast. Okay, now what you've noticed in the recording is that my audio has gone from my jam box that I was currently using to do voiceover with back to my local iPhone. So my voiceover is now speaking from my iPhone speaker. But if I start this current podcast playing, let me just find the play button. Play. Button. Okay, one finger double tap. Pause. Okay, that's the speaker now playing the airplay speaker. It's going to press the volume up. Hey Rob, made this song on my iPad second gen with RoadBand. Hope you and your listeners enjoy it as much as I enjoyed creating it. Regards, John. Well, thanks, John, for the music. Two finger double tap. Full stop. The end of the episode. Now, as you can tell, it takes a little while to respond. So probably about a second or two to go through to the speakers. If I do another two finger double tap now. Full song to the end of the episode. It starts playing. I'm going to do a two finger double tap now. Made this using photo food. And it stopped playing. So as you can tell, it does take a little while to respond. But once it's going, it's fine. Now I'm just going to show you one more thing. If I started going again, two finger double tap. Made this using photo voiceover, F-U-N-I-A, for the iPhone, and sketch for the iPad, and I use iCap that app, coming through the like speaker. Regards to call from IM, therefore iPad.com. Okay, so that's basically using the AQ speaker as a speaker via AirPlay. And I could also do exactly the same thing on my Mac. So, for example, let me just press the home button on my iPhone. Messages, seven new items. Pop the iPhone down for Don't the moment. Okay, so let me just run iTunes on my Mac. Now, I've got my iTunes set up with my voiceover keyboard commander. So, I'm actually just going to press right option I for iTunes. Of course, you could go into applications and run iTunes from your applications folder. iTunes, iTunes window. Sources table row two of twenty eight music selected has keyboard focus. Okay, so I'm already on music in my iTunes source list. It's going to do via right arrow control option right arrow. Music table no selection. Okay, interact. So shift via down shift control option down arrow. Interact with music table row one of thirteen thirty eight artwork text. Okay, via right arrow control option right arrow. Status one. 
Check mark item name dancing queen. Yeah, that'll do. Now if I just press enter now. Okay, that's on my local Mac speaker. Just press the spacebar. Okay, so let's go and choose the AQ Audio Smart Speaker for AirPlay. So I'm just going to interact with that for the moment with that table. So that shift via up arrow, shift control option up arrow. Stop interacting. Jump down to the bottom of the window with shift VO end. And of course on a MacBook Pro keyboard, that's really shift function, control option and right arrow. So shift VO end. Show iTunes sidebar button. Okay, let's come back to the left with VO left arrow, control option left arrow. Genius button. Airplay button. Okay, that's my airplay. VO spacebar, control option spacebar. Menu five items check mark computer. That's my local computer speaker I was currently using. AQ smart speaker 0110CB. That's the AQ smart speaker. Now I'm just going to show you a few other ones down below that. Living room Apple TV. That's my living room Apple TV. Toy room. That's the toy room. Multiple speakers ellipses. And that's the multiple speakers that I was talking about at the beginning where you could select multiple speakers. So for example in my house now I could choose to play Dancing Queen through my AQ smart speaker and both of my Apple TVs or one of the Apple TVs etc. Okay, so let me just go back up to AQ. Toy room, living room, Apple TV, AQ smart speaker, 0110 okay, AQ smart speaker, so VO spacebar, control spacebar to select it. iTunes busy, iTunes ready, closing menu, airplay button. What I'm going to do now, I'm just going to press one of the hardware buttons to restart iTunes playing. And of course, because I've got my function keys set to software, I've got to hold down the FN key to press the F8 iTunes play button. So I'll do that now. Airplay, AQ smart speaker 0110CB button. Okay, and that's now the audio smart speaker playing. So if I turn the volume up, I'm just pressing the volume. Okay, it's a speaker playing. Now, the nice trick is if I hold down the volume down button for two seconds, I've just muted the speaker. If I hold it again, down for two seconds. I've unmuted it and it's come back to the same volume. Okay, if I press the volume down key, okay, of course, reduces the volume, volume up, keep pressing it. Okay, keeps going. And of course, let me just turn it down a little bit, volume down button on the speaker. And of course, at the moment, I've still got voiceover running on the Mac itself. I was just pressing VR left arrow and right arrow to get the voiceover to speak some of the controls in iTunes. And of course, with Mountain Lion now, I could also have voiceover piped out to that smart speaker as well. So that's actually a very nice little feature, of course, with Mountain Lion. Okay, so let me just press function F8. And we'll just stop the speaker again. Okay, so that's basically using the speaker so far as an AirPlay speaker from my iPhone using Downcast, or iTunes using AirPlay on the same Wi-Fi network as my two Apple TVs. Of course, one in the toy room, one in the lounge room. Okay, so that's the AirPlay mode, and that's by default when you turn the unit on. Now, if I press the power button one more time, I've now gone into the auxiliary mode, which is where I've actually currently got that 3.5mm cable plugged in, in this case to my PlexTalk pocket. OK, 
Okay, so if I press play now in my pocket. If there was one day Nisa remembered from her childhood, it was the day when she found the tower in the earth, hidden amongst the rocks beyond the low line of grass-crested dunes. And of course, if I press the... If she hadn't been the sort of girl... I've got it turned off. Okay, so that's basically plugging any headphone-enabled device via the 3.5mm audio cable into the back of the speaker. I'm just going to press that power button one more time. So what I've gone into now is direct Wi-Fi. And that's where I said before, if you don't have a Wi-Fi network that you connect the speaker to, the speaker now is its own Wi-Fi hotspot that you can connect to, in my case, my iPhone. Just remembering that as you're using that as a Wi-Fi hotspot, of course you're not going to be able to get out to the internet because it's only a Wi-Fi hotspot to the speaker itself. So now it's in direct Wi-Fi mode. Let me just go into settings on my iPhone. Settings. Don't have to open. Settings. Okay, and we want to go to Wi-Fi. Airplane mode. To the right. Wi-Fi. Woody. Button. Okay, you want to go into Wi-Fi. One finger double tap. Wi-Fi. Settings. Back button. Wi-Fi. Heading. Wi-Fi. On. Choose a network. Progress halted. AQ direct mode 0110CB. Okay. Signal strength so 96%. AQ direct double mode. Double tap to join a network. Okay. AQ so direct mode 0110CB. Signal strength 95%. AQ direct mode 0110CB. Signal strength 95%. Okay, have one finger flip back to the left and right again. In progress. Selected. AQ direct okay, mode 0110CB. Signal strength 95%. Okay, so if I press my home button. Double tap to join the net. Settings. Let's go Double back tap into to open. downcast. So I'm going to press my home button twice. Go back into app switcher. App switcher. Settings. One finger flick to the Double tap to open. Downcast. There's downcast. One finger double, double tap. Double tap to open. Downcast. Today in iOS podcast, the unofficial iOS. iPhone. iPad and iPod touch user no phone apps podcast. Okay, back now if I touch on the airplay button again. Selected. Airplay. Button. Okay, one finger double tap on the airplay button. Alert. Video route. iPhone. Button. Now, you'll notice this time, I'll just go through these, so it's video routes, iPhone. Audio route. AQ smart speaker 0110CB. Audio button. route is AQ smart speaker, and if I do one finger flick to the right again. Selected. Audio route. Jambox I've by Jordan. Jambox. Button. Cancel. Button. But I don't have my other two... Apple TVs on there because I'm actually not on my Woody home Wi-Fi network. I'm on the AQ smart speaker network. Okay, so if I do one finger flick back to the left to get to the AQ audio. Select route. Jam box by jawbone. Button. Audio route. AQ smart speaker 0110CB. Button. And one finger double tap. Spotcast. The unofficial iOS. iPhone. Okay, as you can tell before, I've gone from my Jambox Bluetooth speaker back to the local speaker of my iPhone. And if I do a two-finger double tap now on the iPhone to start the downcast playing. Dot com. And his artwork is a really fun one, as it is a painting of me on a billboard, or so it appears. Carl, kudos, and thanks for sending in this artwork. Two-finger double tap. Carl's artwork in And stops it playing. Okay, so that's... If I was at a beach or away from my own Wi-Fi network, I could basically put the AQS smart speaker into its own direct Wi-Fi hotspot mode 
and airplay it from my, in this case, my iPhone. So I'm just going to press the home button. Home, messages, seven new items. And I'm just going to press the button again. Double tap to open. And put the AQ speaker back into normal connect mode. So it'll now be back on my own Wi-Fi network rather than being its own Wi-Fi hotspot. And of course, if you then want to turn the speaker off, you just hold the power button in for a second or two and it'll power down. And whatever mode you press the power button off in when it returns, if it was on connect, it'll return to connect. If it was on direct mode, so its own Wi-Fi hotspot, it'll return to direct. Auxiliary mode though, it'll return back to connect mode when you turn the speaker back on again. So that concludes this demonstration of the AQ Smart Speaker. In this demonstration we basically went through some of the main features of the actual speaker itself. I went through a physical description and then we went through connecting it as an AirPlay device, in this case to my iPhone and to my Mac. We then looked at basically using it plugged in by a 3.5mm headphone jack to be a speaker, in this case to my PlexTorp Pocket. And then finally using the speaker as a direct Wi-Fi hotspot on its own so that you can airplay to it from, in this case, my iPhone or your iOS device or Mac or indeed your Windows machine using the speaker as its own Wi-Fi hotspot. So you don't need access to a network to access the speaker. So really the only issue to some extent is about the lights on the speaker itself, knowing when it's on or off, or what mode it's in, what the charging state is, etc. But as I said at the beginning, when you've got your iPhone initially plugged into it and you turn the speaker on, you'll get that charging sound when you first plug it in and or you can also use such thing as the light detector app on the iPhone which via the camera you can tell whether the lights on the power on button are lit up and if you're very careful you can also tell when it's on and pairing to your Wi-Fi network as the light flashes and then becomes steady when it joins your Wi-Fi network. So I hope you've enjoyed this demonstration of the AQ Smart Speaker. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. On behalf of the entire Main Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.